name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Continuing uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, good to see you again. Missed you last week. Uh, thank God we had a beautiful trip, beautiful time. And uh, uh, continue to pray for uh, Christina, Thomas, and Winter are still there and, and needs lots of uh, prayers uh, as God is opening more doors and uh, we'll use them more and more. Um, I wanted to actually, since we should hopefully, thank God and God willing, we'll finish chapter 12 today. So I want to uh, just start the whole chapter from the beginning to read it. So we know where is the, how the, the text is flowing and, and we, we were following uh, the, the, the main line of this. So let's, let's read together uh, the, the beginning or from the beginning of the chapter, I would say, and then we, we see where we're at today. Uh, chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12. I'll start to read and uh, we'll continue as where we stopped last uh, session. So, name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. I mean, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and, life and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hand and strengthen your weak knees. Make straight path for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. That no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his, bright, his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. And comes to today's passage. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and tempest and the sound of trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking, for if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less we will, will escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. 
This phrase yet once more indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. Grace of God the Father be with us all, amen. Okay, so we read the whole thing as, as again, just to go through the, the, the text and the flow of the text and see exactly what's happening, right? This is all again after chapter 11, right? Which is the chapter of faith and knowing uh, what we have and, uh, and we talked about all the, the, the heroes of faith and so forth. Remember last time we said that as of this chapter, it's more of now how we can live that faith and how we can change the faith from just a concept into a life to live, right? And we said that you're always using the, the, the analogy of the athlete, right? Run and be careful and don't run with any uh, heavy weight and uh, free yourself so you can, you can continue to run and continues with that and then goes on again with the fact and the idea of, of as sons and as his children, we ought to understand that there is always training, there is always uh, chastising, there is always discipline in order to reach at the end to be partakers of his holiness, right? And then he continues again, as we said last time, that, uh, that okay, now as, as, as a personal coach, if you remember, we talked about this, okay, now lift up your, the drooping hands and strengthen the weak knees and get going and move on in order to, as that person that continues to strengthen and to encourage and to say, okay, you, you can do this, you can do this, right? Then comes back again today to, to, to another part that's very, very important from 18 to the end of the chapter. And again, the idea of, of what is it that will allow us to continue to move on, right? And going again, as if he's close to, 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 to close the epistle itself, right? He's pretty much actually summarizing the whole idea, the whole purpose of the, of the uh, epistle, which is what, again, a better, not just better hope, but better everything, right? So he's, he, he brings back towards the end something that's very important, which is comparing one more time what they used to see or what they used to know about God with the reality of the new covenant, the reality of the new church, the reality of, of, of the new Jerusalem, right? That's why from verse 18, he starts comparing again, but what is he comparing here? He's comparing God of the Old Testament, right? The appearance of God in the Old Testament, their experience of God in the Old Testament to the actual experience that we are living now and we are looking to continue to live that, right? So, so that's why he, he starts with, with, with that. Like for you have not come to what may be touched as you know, the, the great experience of them and of every Jewish person with, with uh, Moses and the Mount and the, and, the, and the smoke and the thunder and the uh, darkness, but he's, he's taking them into actually what is it right now, right? How is that important first of all for them and for us, based on what we've read before and based on where that whole text is going, how important is that for us to actually acknowledge and, and to, to, to think of and to recognize that there is something that is what, when you read that description of the New Testament church or the New Testament uh, experience of God, it's, it's all based on what? It all sounds like what? If you look at the comparison again, before he's saying what and now is what. So what is he trying to, to, to point out, uh, out, of this, out of this detailed thing? And how is that helping us? Yes, Peter. Mm -hmm. So when he talks about comparing God in the Old Testament, it's a very, um, I want to say, comparing him almost to the king being fearful, respected, trumpet sounding. Um, and then when it compares the New Testament, it's more, I would say, joyful, more kind of loving. Yes. In a sense. Yes. Yeah. 
yes more more joyful more more uh, loving more glorious yeah. right so he's changing that's very good peter he's changing the mindset from from again to the point look at this at one point he said okay we don't want to hear anything anymore right he's he's for they could not endure look at verse 24 they could not endure the order that was given if even a beast touches the mountain it shall be sown right and then before that in verse 19 and the sound of the trumpet and voice whose words made the hearers back that no further message is spoken to them that we cannot stand this we cannot be in in that terror if i may say that right like he said, remember the, the 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 incident of Moses going up to, up the mount to receive the the commandments, and then the Lord is telling the telling him to tell the people be prepared, and uh, for three days don't do that and do that, and uh, nobody will touch the mountain, even if any beast will touch it, be stoned, and they have to stay back, and all that. What yes, it's the awe and the and the reverence, but in a very terrifying way, right? Right. Yeah, right right yes to the point that moses himself i tremble with fear right but he's doing something very important he's saying okay remember this is again if you want to go back to to the to the to the to the law and to the to the old uh, uh way of worshiping god that's where are you going to go again right while you're leaving what's what the 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 stage that he he set of all the glory right which is the new new testament church right if you look at this as you look at it it's exactly the church right the angels the saints god himself the the mediator the blood right so he's saying like how can you how can you still want to go back again to what you were terrified of right and leaving what you have right so now how how is that very very important for us to understand you know what do you get from this what do you get from this number one we have it easy okay okay but what else there's something else that's that's important when you read that that before and after or back then and now what comes to your mind yes Thankful for what Christ has done for us, right? Yes, you're so thankful because now you're able to approach the Father, as he said it before, right? We have a great high priest that went through heaven into right? right so this is another thing so it, it, yes it's given to us we have to be thankful that we actually now we can we're able to, to to do that what else what else comes to mind when we when we see that you know what was it like and and he's bringing that at the end and say but you did not come to this but you came to so and so and so right what else that comes to mind? That you came into what he prepared for us, which is the kingdom, right? He came to the assembly of the angels, the assembly of the saints. You came to where Christ himself is. You came to, to the glory, right? So what do you think? <coughs> Say again, Albert. Okay. Okay, so he's reminding them that if you reject what you want and you want to go back again to the law, this is what you are going to, to miss. Okay. Okay, for us now, why, how does that, how does that become very uh, awakening, if I may say that, to us nowadays?
online, just uh, feel free to uh, jump in anytime. Okay, yes. Um, that you do not refuse from him So if if you what Rihanna is saying that's right if we, if you keep rejecting and keep not paying attention to the voice that keeps speaking mm -hmm. at at one point you start to to be like them mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. not only that but what I'm trying to get to is like even without ignoring the voice how we are how how are we looking at our relationship with him right like is that relationship is an actual entrance to be in that glory that he's 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 explaining or we still look at him as the terrifying god right that you know i have to do whatever so i don't get punished right so I think it's very, very encouraging because I think it, it's opening our eyes to who we are, right? To what do we have when I approach him, when I come to him, right? Again, you know, the simple, the simple practical way of when I approach him in my prayers, right? Or when I come to the, to the liturgy on the service day, right? What mindset do I come with? Do I come excited for what he's explaining here? Or I'm come like because whatever because it's a, it's a, I have to or it's a, it's a, the habit or it's the day that I'm gonna see my friends or 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 right so I think this is very very crucial to us because it 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 really points out the reality of that we are missing right when 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 you read again him and saying for you have not come to what you may have may be touched as so and so and so and then goes on but you have come. You have come is is that that the verb itself is 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 active perfect right it's like this is where you at right now right so i think the big thing of this which which links so much with to the faith is when we come to him right especially in the worship because at the end of the chapter it says let us worship right let us offer to god acceptable worship the last verse of of, the, of this chapter it says let us and thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. And we'll talk about this. But I think the whole idea of this, of this passage is to kind of evaluate what kind of worship are we worshiping God? And with what, with what mindset, right? You know, like again, when he says, but you have come, right? I, I, I was reading this and I just like stopped at it. But you have come. This is the reality. Whether I see it or not, it's a different story. Right? Whether I, this is what I'm experienced or not, it's a different story. Right? But you have come to Mount Zion, right? And the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, the innumerable angels in festal gathering. As you read it, you see, like you start to, to, to make that, that you know, uh, scene and the stage in front of you of, of, of something that's very, very glorious, right? So what, what, what is it that, that makes us actually come and seeing this or come and seeing that, right? Like what, what would be the, the, the factor that really gives us that excitement when we approach him to understand that actually, but you did not come to see this and this and this, but you come to see Mount Zion, the Mount of the Lord. Yes, Abir. Uh, Okay, it's critical to see God through the right lens. Okay, yes. 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 Yes.
schedule. Um, uh, not here, little children, please. Your father is with pleasure to give you the kingdom. Mm. He wants, yeah, he wants to give us all of this that that Paul is talking about the, the heavenly rules. He, mm. He's actually uh, he looks for excuses. Uh, he he does look for excuses to to reward us, right? He didn't create us to inherit. Yes. Uh, yes. Critical to understand who who are we dealing with, right? And I think it, it takes it takes like an actual, I don't know, what does it take to get to this point? Like, what does it take from us to get to the point of really every time I realize that this is what I'm coming to, right? I uh, saw something, I think it was on like social media or something. But yes. I probably will butcher the actual words of it, but it was like, imagine if someone you knew very, very close to you who you loved, they sacrificed their own son for you or their mm. own child for you. Mm. When you think of like someone you know in the real world, you're like, that would be so nuts and crazy. Mm. But that already has happened. Right. You know, so it's kind of you know, when you think of it in a different point of view, you're like, oh, wow, that would be really crazy. Right. But like, it did happen, and it happened with our Heavenly Father. So yes, yes. 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 So, yeah, that's kind of so reliving again the fact that he sacrificed his own son for us, mm -hmm. right, that that makes us approach that with that mindset of of the love and of the over overwhelming uh, relationship, and that opens the eyes to see what he wants us to see, right? Mm -hmm which is the heavenly glory. Yes. Yes. Mm. yes, beautiful. Thank you. What else? How to experience, experiencing what he's like, how can we see what he's describing here, right? Because again, he said, he, that's what he's saying, but you have not come to this, but you have come to the Mount Zion, the city of the living, the heavenly Jerusalem, to innumerable angels, right? right. Yeah. So it, it's, it's definitely, you know, again, the, the one thing that we, we always talk about is that this, this as Abir was saying, this new lens is given to us through the Holy Spirit, right? The illumination of the Holy Spirit, right? We'll talk about this in, in, in two, three weeks, three Sundays, about the, the blind man. Right, and how the blind man was able to see, right? And this is all you know, the work of the spirit that he was able actually to, to, to see what what the unseen is, right? Mm -hmm. But but the thing is, unless we 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 are um, unless we know that there's something that has to be seen, and what we have right now is not that you know will will always be okay with what we have if that makes any sense right if we if we if we don't know that again coming to church as as we say coming to liturgy to make it very practical right we can look at it again from the from the time we wake up in the morning and 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 uh getting ready and coming that it's another day right that it's you know it's good to be at church it's good to come and pray but it also takes another another effort and another mindset to know that actually, no, I am coming to be in the presence of the glory of the Lord of, of Lords, of the King of Kings, right? And as we see that the liturgy is, is the, the window to heaven, right? So what he's describing here is actually exactly what the liturgy is. If I can see that, if, if you can read it this way, right? Why is that? You know, again, you come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God. This is, this is the church, right? What's in it? The heavenly Jerusalem. And to innumerable angels, right? We always say that there are, you know, angels. In, in festival gathering, it's festivity. We're, we're, we're celebrating the, 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 uh, the uh, Passover, in a way, right? the new Passover, uh, to the assembly of the firstborn, all those who are, who are the firstborn, all those who are the part of that, that they are, we actually are, are, we are in that assembly, right? We are in the assembly. Who enrolled in heaven to God, the judge, God himself, the judge, the spirits of the righteous made perfect, right? People that we're all together now, 
whether angels or those who uh, uh, died already or us who are still struggling, we are all with being together and made, be made perfect by, by the blood, by the sprinkling of the blood and the mediator himself. So you can see that this is actually describing in a very beautiful, beautiful way and very beauty uh, 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 mindset that this is all what we celebrate, right? And it's very important to look at, at the rituals this way, otherwise it becomes very, very dry and very useless, very tradition, right? But that's why he's, he's, he's putting this again as a part of, of that understanding of, again, I've been telling you and trying to tell you from the beginning of the episode to now that there is always something better, right? You can't just go back to something that you think will get you uh, saved while it's away from Christ himself, right? Because at the end of, of the day, when you keep doing this, all what you will reach is that vision of, the, of Mount Sinai and Moses. You're not gonna get anywhere beyond that, right? And I think it's the same thing with us. If we don't really understand that, and we don't understand that it's only Christ that will be the one who will, will, will take us to the, to the Holy of Holies, whatever we'll do will always keep us at the level and the stage of the servant that is afraid of his master, right? But you'll never be able to come enjoy the new Jerusalem. And because of that, he starts to, to move on with that, right? I just wanna, before I go on to the next se section, you know, referencing this to, to, to part of the, of the book of Isaiah chapter 66, which is, you know, the, the few last chapters of Isaiah are all talking about the heavenly Jerusalem and about the beauty uh, of God that has for us. So if you look at, at Isaiah 66, um, from verse 10, and let's read till verse 15. Isaiah 66 from uh, 10 to 15. If somebody can read this and, and compare this to the text, you tell me you know what, what, what the parallel is. Okay, who has it? Albert, go ahead, Albert. All you who love her, rejoice for joy with her. All you who mourn for her, that you may feed and be satisfied with the consolation of her bosom, that you may drink deeply and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus says the Lord, behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then you shall feed. On her thighs shall you be carried and be dandled on her knees. Mm. <laughs> As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice, mm. your bones shall flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants, and his indignation to his enemies. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariot like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with wind of fire. Mm, thank you. Okay, do you see any parallel? What, what is Isaiah talking about here? He's comparing the love of, uh, of God to the love of a mother. Yes, he's saying that, that you, again, during the last days or the days of the New Testament, the days of the Messianic era, you know, you will be so much loved and so much cared and so much fed like a mother is feeding her, right? And, and you see, this is, again, this is what St. Paul in Hebrews 12 is, is, is pointing at, is that all that glory is, is, is for us to, to, to for, in order for us to do what? To grow with it and to enjoy, right? Again, you know, rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her all you love, right? You see, you see, St. Paul is talking about, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of living God, to heavenly Jerusalem, right? So you see that, you know, when, when we come with that mindset, when we understand that this is what we have, okay, then the, 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 the result of that is 
the joy and the contentment and the the the, the things that he discussed here, right? And that actually tells us something very important because if we are missing that in our lives, then we are missing that kind of relationship, right? So if my relationship with Christ does not give me what he's talking about here, then there is something wrong with it, right? Then we're back again to looking at the mountain, <laughs> see? And it becomes a very, very troublesome because usually if this is all, all the experience that we have at one end, at one point, we're not gonna continue that, right? Or we'll just continue with, without being really excited about it, right? But you see the parallel very, very, very clear. Again, St. Paul says, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels, a festival gathering, right? You look at Isaiah, rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you have loved her, rejoice with her in joy. You see the festivity, right? All you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied, right? That you may drink deeply, that you glorious abundance. For thus says the Lord, behold, I will extend peace to her like a river. And the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. You'll be a, the church will be a source of, 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 of over, overflowing stream and over water. You shall nurse, you shall be carried upon her hip and bounced upon her knees. <laughs> like the picture of a, of a, of a baby that's been uh, so much taken care of and, and enjoying being on the knees of his mother. Right? So this is what God wants to give us. And this is what the relationship that we have with him should be like. Again, that doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's pain-free, that all what, what this is doesn't mean at all that you'll be always what? Relaxing. No, again, we just came from Nigeria and talking about the idea of, uh, of, the, of the, uh, the gospel of prosperity and that, you know, living with the Lord and, and, and committing his life to him your life to him, that means that it's, uh, it's everything will be perfect, will be fine. No? No? And we always see miracles and we always see people who are being uh, healed. And like, no. We were talking to them, it's like, no. The, the main miracle, as we said with the group, the main miracle is when you see somebody actually repenting and committing his life to Christ. This is the main miracle that you should look for. Not the miracle of, you know, things that we want as, as uh, materialistic. So here you see again the, 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 the beauty of that, that, that you, will, you will be uh, carried in, in verse 12 again. Um, or, uh, and you shall nurse, you shall be carried upon her hip. Another reading, cross-referencing uh, Hebrews 12 to uh, Isaiah 66 from verse 10 to 15. You shall, and you shall nurse, you shall be nurse, meaning that you, you have continuous what? Continuous nourishment, right? Continuous nourishment. You'll be carried upon, upon, upon her hip, meaning what? You'll be resting and you'll be safe. You'll be secure, right? So back again to that main question, does our relationship with Christ give us that or not, right? Or we're just, as he said from the beginning, we're just coming to the fire, coming to the trembling, coming to the fear, coming to the point that, as he said, at one point, they, were, they said, like, that's it. They beg that no further message is spoken to us. We don't want to even hear anything else, right? Because all what we hear brings us to what? To more fear and to more guilt and to more shame and to more uh, self-worthlessness and to more everything, right? So at one point, like, I don't want this relationship. I hear it a lot, like, I'm not going to read the Bible anymore because every time I read the Bible, I feel bad. Right? All I, all I hear is, is the, I take it as, a, as, as threatening, as, as that, that, you know, if you do this, this will happen to you. I'm not really getting something. So it's, it's very important to, 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 to take the time in this passage because, again, he's describing what we have right now what that relationship with Christ is supposed to be. You're coming into, again, as he says, but you have come to Mount Zion. Mount Zion is the Mount of the Lord, right? There's always different, the translation we say, the holy mountain 
or the mountain of the Holy One. It's actually the mountain of the Holy One, not the Holy Mount. Is there a difference when you say the Holy Mountain or the mountain of the Holy One? Yes, yes. Mountain itself is holy. Yes, yes. The actual, the actual translation it, it it describes as the mountain of the holy one, not the holy mount, which makes much much more actually understanding. Right? He is the one. He is the holy one, and this is his place. Right? And that place is open for all of us. Right? And to innumerable angels in festal gathering, you know, again, being in the presence of the angels, always in the presence. Of the, this is, when, when you read all this also, something very, very important you have to look at, which he'll describe in the next passage, which is what? When we are down, right? When we are terrified, when we are losing hope, when we are doubting, when we don't see a sense of anything that we do, and you start to actually remember this scene, how, how does that really help? How does that really kind of give us that, that encouragement and the power? Right. Are you talking about verse uh, 13? 13? 13? No, no, I'm going back. Sorry, I'm going back to, uh, to, to, to Hebrews. I always do that. Sorry. <laughs> I take you somewhere and leave you there. <laughs> Go back again to where, to where I'm at. Right. No, back again to Hebrews 12. From verse again, the passage that we've been reading, like when you, when we all the time we are struggling, like all the time there is something that can very easy brings us down, and 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 sometimes we can just uh, we can't even you know get a, 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 like our heads above water before something else comes in, and before something else, another blow and another problem, another issue, right? And then at at, at you know just going through that at the end we're very 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 exhausted and, 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 and not enjoying anything at all, right? But when you look at during that time, again, remember the Hebrews were people who went through some kind of tribulation, some kind of, 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 of uh, issues, right? But he's reminding them that hold on to this because when you start to think that this is what we have, and when you start even more and more to experience this on earth now, that is definitely will, will, will be a source of, again, the better hope that you're talking about, right? right? So what does it take during the time of, of trouble and the time of, of, of tribulation to actually kind of like get our heads above water and, and, and remember this scene? What will help me to do that when I'm, when I'm down? Mm. That's a very good point. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Surrounding yourself with the right people, the right fellowship. I think actually it's right there. I know when it says that you are surrounded by uh, uh, and the assembly of the firstborn who enrolled in heaven and to God, the judge, right? And and so that that assembly is both, right? heaven and earth, assembly of those who've, who've, who've made it already and us who are still struggling, right? But we're all the, 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 the common thing for that is, is Jesus, the mediator and the sprinkling blood of them, right? So that is what is gathering us all together. Yes. So that's one thing, which is the, the, the fellowship, the people who are surrounded by, what else? Yes. I have a question. Yes, Dari. In verse 23, who is the firstborn? The firstborn, what is the firstborn? Firstborn is that as we know that every every family or every parent the they, they have to dedicate the firstborn to God, right? So that's the best thing that they have. Right. So here is saying in analogy that the firstborn is that the best thing of everything that is being offered to God. So the firstborn doesn't mean that only, as we say about Christ, that Christ himself was the firstborn. That doesn't mean that there was second and third and fourth after him. But that means that he is the one and the best that was offered and offering himself for the, for the, for the humanity 
in, 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 in general, right? So the firstborn here, what he's talking about is those who offer themselves to God and lived with him in as giving them or giving him the best of, of what they are and what they have, right? What else to remind us of this when we are down? Yes. 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 The communion with God, definitely, definitely, and the continuous. That's why we are always in in need for continuous uh, partaking of the Eucharist as much as we can, right? Because that actually opens the eyes of, of, of our understanding and allow us to know that there is something that we are hoping for. Yes. Okay. What else? Anything else you think of the practical way? Well, sometimes remembering the things yeah. that God did with you previously. Mm. Yes. Right. Yes. Remembering the, the, uh, the experience that we have. Right. Yes. Yes. And that he's able to do that. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the word of God himself. Right. The promises, his promises always. Right? His promises. So looking at and having that connection and, and, and having that daily time with him. Right. It's, it's, it's amazing how much that, that will, will give that empowerment and open the eyes to see what is the actual purpose is, right? Yes. What you're saying is that sometimes we get so drawn by our emotions and we think that God is by feelings, like what you're saying, like when we feel down or worn out mm. or that um, it's not something tangible. So it's like a feeling of, you know, it's not like, it's not just going to come that way. So I feel like you kind of have to drive your mind to go back to reality. It's like Team Hill saying here, you have already come. Mm. So like you mm. have to remember that reality already enough. Yes. Like the daily feelings that change. Right. Right. That's a good point. So Juliana is saying, again, it's not, it's not just feelings. You have to actually make, make an effort to remember, right. And to, 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 uh, think and renew the mind in order to know what we have and what, what is the purpose and everything. A lot of times we depend on our feelings with the relationship with God, right? And if I don't feel anything or I feel something good or something bad, that will be the driving force with the relationship. But he is saying, no, it's, it's, it's again, remember in the beginning, he says what he's actually, he's actually uh, 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 breaking that whole idea of, of, of the feeling because you, you have not come to what may be, may be touched, right? So it's right there, it said like, you're not coming to something that you can touch, right? But it's something much more than that. So don't depend on the touching, right? I was reading about the touching here, it's actually the soft rolling of the hand over a surface, <laughs> right? So you can actually sense, because it's not about, about, about feeling, it's not about sensing something tangible in your hand. It's the idea of knowing that you are in that all those things are present, right? It, it always reminds me of, of, of uh, Gehazi and Elisha, right? When they are fighting and, and he was terrified because all what he see is the enemy and all the, the power of the enemies and, and, and Elisha was so relaxed, like, what? no, don't worry. <laughs> like, what? And then Elisha prayed to God that please open his eyes so he can see that those who are with us are more than those who are against us and he started to see and he opened his eyes and he saw all the chariots and all the the fiery uh, multitudes right exactly as he's saying here the innumer innumerable angels and he was he wasn't they were around him and surrounding him but at one point he wasn't able to see that elisha saw that but but guess he did not see it right so a lot of times i think we need to pray that prayer like lord give us that that i'm not saying vision like an actual visual but but the faith to see that actually we are part of this assembly right we're not alone 
And that's how we started chapter 12, by the way, right? Since you're surrounded by so much of a witness of cloud, or cloud of witness, I'm sorry, right? So I think it's something that if we're not, if we feel like we're alone, because this is a very, very, very strong negative impact that we feel like we are alone. Like I'm fighting alone, right? I'm 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 struggling alone. I'm falling alone, right? And I'm the worst person on earth. And no, not nobody's like me. And I am the one that is struggling. And everybody else is better than I, right? We always have that feeling that that you are targeted. Like God is actually targeting you to put all His wrath upon you. And it's only me that's struggling that whole. So it's, no, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Actually, you are part of 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 assembly of glory. A festival, festival, what does it say? Festival gathering. You are part of festival gathering. Imagine that. In verse, in verse 22. Right? So it takes it takes that that again, if we just go by our feelings, it, it will be it will be always something to, to bring us down. Right? But knowing that no, we are part of this. We are part of this. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. Right? I, I don't think it's wrong to express our feelings to God. No, it's not wrong to express our feeling, but don't depend on the feeling. Right? A lot of times we base our relationship on the feeling. And you, we always say it like, when well, uh, I was praying today, I didn't feel anything. Okay? Pray again. <laughs> right? It's not about feeling. It's the faith that I am in his presence, right? The feeling can come and may not come. The feeling can, God want to give it to you at one time, you're praying and you're tearing up and you're crying and, and one time so dry, right? Does it mean that, okay, God is not there anymore? No. It's hard because that's what we used to, right? Or that's how we, 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 we that's our standards, right? But in a way, the problem with that, in a way, it's selfish because it makes me feel good if you look at it. And it can lead also to more of, of self-righteousness. Like, okay, every time I read the Bible, I cry. <laughs> I made it. That's why he continues with the rest of the chapter with something that's very, very, pretty much on the same, on the same line. He's talking about, again, the, 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 the shakeable and unshakable, right? So what he described in, in 18 to 23 is what we can call this is what? Something that is unshakable, right? This is, this is, this is something that's set, right? And then he goes on again to make that comparison again. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking, right? So one of the things again <clears throat> to, 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 to help us be in that, in that view of, of the heavenly Jerusalem and of the, of the assembly of the festival gathering to, to always be able to do what? Not to refuse him who is speaking, right? To, to obey, to obey. Because he says, for if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject who warns from heaven. What does that mean? What is he talking about here? Talking to us now. Yes. Talking to us now. Comparing. He's comparing Christ when he was on earth and then he's talking to us. He's talking to us comparing to actually him who, who spoke to the people in the mountain or from the mountain right as they were coming out of egypt because he says that if they did not escape when they refused him they refused him right he was talking to them and he was saying you know love me only and do not uh, 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 worship any other gods or anything like that but they what they did not listen and they could not escape the wrath could not escape the the consequences so he says much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven like god is the same he's actually Next chapter, he talks about this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, right? The same thing. So he's saying God is the same. God is the same, right? If they did not escape him, what makes you any better than them? You're not going to escape, mm -hmm. right? 
At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. What is he talking about here? What, what is this about? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The, the, the shaking the heaven and the earth is the second come. Yes. Actually, he's, he's quoting this from uh, Haggai 2 in the Old Testament, uh, uh, which is, which is uh, telling them that, that they should be careful and should be able to um, uh, they were actually they were actually at one point sad because when, when God promised them to rebuild the house again, they said that the second house is not in the same glory like the first house. So the Lord is telling them, don't worry about this, right? What is all this about is the actual house of, of God who's going to come from, from having the second coming. So if, if, you, if, you, if you read Haggai chapter 2, uh, uh, from verse 4, Till, till seven, you understand, or till verse nine is, 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 is very, very related to this. Um, let me bring it here and, and read it real quick so we, we know what this is all about. Um, Haggai, as we know, is again God's message to the people who were building the, the temple in the second, after coming back from the, from the captivity and then they lost track. Right, because of too many things, but they didn't continue that work. So he is talking to them, saying, uh, so in verse um, four, two, four, yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel is the leader who was actually leading the people to do what to do the rebuilding. So, yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord, be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehoshaphat. This is the, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. They were, they were at one point not able to continue to build the house. So the Lord is encouraging them, right? Be, be strong, continue the, 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 the work. For I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. According to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit remains in your midst. Fear not. For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. So they were discouraged because whatever they were going to build is not going to be the same as the original one. So it said, you know what? Everything is going to go. This is not the point. Whatever you're building now, that's not the point. I will shake all nations so that the treasures of all nations shall come in and I will fill this house, this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The later glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, declares the Lord. He's getting their attention to do what? Just do what you want, what you should be able to do right now because the, all, all the glory is in the later house when I come in the second coming. Right? Don't worry about the gold. Don't worry about the silver. Don't worry about the, all those things are mine. But the one important thing that you should know is that the later glory of this house shall be greater than the former, right? The later glory. And I think it's very important for us to understand this because this is what we are hoping and this is, that's what we are looking for, right? That the glory of the later will be much better than the glory of the former, right? And if we keep this mindset that there is, there is, there is more glory and we are part of this glory, it definitely will give us that push and that empowerment as he was talking to, to Zero Babel and to Joshua, the high priest saying what, be strong, right? Be strong and, and work for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. In the same way, I think St. Paul in Hebrews is taking the same thing. Be strong and continue the work, right? Don't just look at the relationship as it is that, that fearful, the trembling, the clouds, the darkness. Work because there is the, the, the glory of the later is, is much, much better than what you see right now. 
right? But I will give you a, 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 like a sense of what this is like when you have, when you start that relationship with me right now. That's why you need to start building from right now. Because I will give you a glimpse of that glory, right? The church will be the glory. The liturgy will be the glory. Your, 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 your chamber, when you start to go and when you go and on your knees and you have that relationship with him every day will be part of that glory. I'll be able to give you that, that, that understanding of that, right? But remember, then you have to do, in order to do this, you have to do what? Do not refuse him who is speaking. Because if you refuse, the consequences is you're not gonna escape. You can't go anyway, right? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, back again to Hebrews, but now he has promised yet once more, this is the part that we just read in Haggai, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken. So, meaning that everything will be shaken, right? But the one thing that is never shaken is what? God himself, right? And that's why he says, not only God and what comes from God. So that's why he says here, that is things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Right? So again, back again to the question of what are we basing our, or what are the basis of our relationship with God based on shaken things or unshaken things, right? Shaken things, again, as Abdul was saying, maybe feelings. Shaken things is, okay, I'm asking for, for such or whatever blessing or whatever request, and I'm getting those things. Okay, whatever that is, it's still what? It's going to be temporary. Right? Don't build the relation based on that. Because if you do that, you are putting yourself in that frame of the Old Testament relationship. Right? But look at what is unshakable, which is the glory. And that's why he said, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. And verse 28 of Hebrews 12, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's what you're saying. Be thankful for being part of this. Part of this. What is it that you're asking for? What is it that you, that you are requesting in our prayers? A part of the kingdom that is unshaken, right? Or cannot be shaken? Or we keep asking for things that will be... Remember, at one point, heaven and earth will all be gone. And that's why in Peter, we said, like, we're, we'll wait for the new earth and new heaven. So this is, he's, he's pushing, 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 pushing to, to, to that idea of what, you cannot just base that relationship based on things on earth. You can't just go back again to the old things in order to establish a relationship that's very, very, very shaken, right? Superficial, exactly, exactly. And that's why he concludes this again with, okay, this is how we should worship God. So the whole idea here, again, is establishing that relationship. When we, when we worship him, when we serve him, with reverence and awe based on that, or based on, again, fear, based on, again, fear, the, the, the fear of the awe is not a problem, but fear of just being, being punished, fear being not given what we want, fear of he's not going to be with me if, if I have my interview or in that relationship or in that job or in that test or that whatever. Right? Or based on no, based on understanding that we are in his presence, and that presence is the presence of the whole saint, the assembly of the firstborn, right? That, that's been purified by the blood of Christ himself, that the mediator of that assembly is Christ himself, right? So then, hence, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Consuming fire is the fire that what? Always, when we read the consuming fire, we look at it as 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 the bad, right? Destructive fire. But that's not the point, right? We just read this actually in 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 uh, in Isaiah, the part that we just read, right? What does it say? He said that he comes in. Uh, where is it? We just read this and and conclude it. Isaiah sixty six. We read. Uh, He shall nurse with comfort. He shall be com comforted in Jerusalem and shall show his indignation against the enemies. Verse 15, he says, For behold, the Lord will come in fire and his chariots like the whirlwind to render his anger in fury and rebuke with flames of fire. 
For by fire will the Lord enter into judgment, and by his sword will all the flesh, and those slain by the Lord shall be many. So here, if you look at this, this is what? This is, this is punishment. This is fury. This is judgment, right? But also that same fire, if you look at this as this is the, the, the judgment against whom? Against God's enemy, not unrighteous, enemy, right? Which is whom? Devil and Satan, all his power, right? So, so the, the, he's coming to, to, to save Jerusalem from the enemy, right? So the, the fire in that way will be actually what? It's, it's, it's judgment and, and destruction to the enemy, but it's what? It's protection to, to, to Jerusalem, to his people. And that's why in, 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 in Zechariah, when you remember, for those who studied with us, who said that he said that let, let uh, Jerusalem uh, surrounded by a wall of fire to protect, right? That no one can come towards. So the fire is protection. The fire is burning of all the lusts and all the, the, the bad thoughts and all the things that can actually stand against that relationship. The fire is the kindle of, of the love, the fiery love towards God, the relationship that is, is relationship based on fire, right? Hot, fresh. So when we look at and we say that because God is a, is, a, is a consuming fire, let's not just think of the part of the fire that will destruct and destroy, but the consuming fire that will consume all the things that are bad and will ignite the, the love towards God, right? And that's, that's how he ends this, this passage with, with, okay, based on all that, and that's how our worship is supposed to be like, in fear and awe, because remember that he is a consuming fire. Consuming fire. After all this, that consuming fire is the reason for glory, light, warm, right? Not the fire that is the punishment of, of the fire itself. Right? Yes, Right, the fire is so right. So, exactly, exactly, and that's why Saint Paul says, "Do not quench the Holy Spirit." Right, so that's the, that that the fire of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit came upon the the apostles and disciples as tongues of fire. Right, yes, yes. Elijah was taken in a chariot of fire. Right. So that is the fire that we are looking for. And that's the fire we should be praying for. That will actually, that fire will consume us as, as, as set the whole being on fire for that relationship. You see that, that you're, you're so, so dynamic, you're so energized, right? Questions? Okay. Um, I think the one thing we can take out of this today is again uh, evaluating our relationship again, whether it is coming to that mountain or coming to the assembly of the festal angelic being. Just something that's very, very, very uh, important to think about and to actually see what kind of approach we approach God with. Right? Do we really understand that we are in, in that glorious assembly, as he's saying, or we're just coming from a distance? Stay away, don't touch, don't see, you cannot do anything. Yeah. Okay, continue next Friday, God willing, with chapter 13, maybe a couple of times, and then we'll be done with, uh, with Hebrews finally. Yeah. Okay. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit, one God. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all what you gave us, Lord, that, uh, that relationship with you, Lord, based on uh, really who you are, Lord. Lord, I pray that uh, as you open the eyes of Gazi, Lord, to see the, the angelic host, Lord, the multitude of, uh, of chariots, Lord, that's surrounding him, open the eyes to see, Lord, uh, the beauty that we're surrounded by, Lord, the glory, Lord, every time we come to you, every time we approach you whether in our personal life or when we come to 
to, to, to your place, Lord, to your house, Lord, to your liturgy, that we, we know that we are standing in the midst of the assembly of the, of the angelic, Lord, uh, saints that have been perfected by you, Lord, that we're all being perfected by you. Lord, I pray that uh, you keep our eyes, Lord, on uh, the things that uh, unshakable, Lord, you alone, Lord, that everything else will go, will be destroyed, but uh, you and you alone, Lord, will, will remain forever, Lord. Allow us to base that relationship on that, Lord, on, on being uh, being in you, with you, through you, Lord. You hear our prayers, Lord. Remember everyone, brothers and sisters here, those who aren't with us, those who are away from you, Lord, those who have no one to remember them, Lord. Remember all. Bring us all back again to you, Lord, as one body, Lord, and you are the head of the body. Hear our prayer and supplication with prayers of all your saints. Hear us, Messiah, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. Give us this day our day. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive those trespasses. Lead us not temptation, but deliver us. Let the kingdom power the glory. Now and forever to the ages of all ages. Go in peace. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Abuna. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Abuna. Bye. -bye. Thanks, Abuna. Bye.